Blog Talk Radio. And good evening and welcome to Blue Shirt Underground Radio. Today is Tuesday, September 23rd. Hockey season is just two weeks away. We are here to talk New York Rangers hockey. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Eddie. Eddie, how are you? Doing uh, very well. Hockey is back. I got my flavors back. <laughs> my hockey flavor is, is... I'm just so excited again, you know. Uh, a little weird feeling after going to the Stanley Cup and starting all over again, but, you know, it's, uh, I'm feeling good. I'm ready to rock. Let's get this thing done. It's going to be, a, I think, a whole new vibe with the Rangers this year, so... It's good to see uh, AV, the AV squad and uh, Al back with the uh, team and doing his thing. You know, usually, um, I don't know how you are. I, I know you're 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 not as big a football fan, I, I don't think, as I am. But usually, I have to kind of ease into hockey. And you know, the preseason is just like, eh, whatever preseason. The first mm-hmm. couple of weeks, I got to kind of like. You know, I kind of got to amp myself up for hockey, you know, with, with the show and everything. But last night, I was I was ready to go, ready. Let's get it. Let's get it on. June seems a long time away all of a sudden. <clears throat> yeah. I thought it was going to be like a real short off season, but it really was like, you know, it, it, it's still, I, I yeah, you are definitely more of a football guy than I am. I mean, you, I mean, the Giants are your number one. The Rangers are my number one, and then it's, Everybody's just kind of heaped into another pile. Although <laughs> Rangers are one A with me. I would say the Jets are, a, you know, far second. So yeah, I'm I'm usually into the pre. I'm glad you're with. I'm glad you're following, you know, the preseason and and they you know right off against the Devils. <clears throat> so right there, you got some kind of like rivalry going on, you know. You know, at least in theory, even though it's not the same players and everything. But, and I thought the first period, they, it they looked like they were ready to play. It was good pace, as our friends. And um, speaking of good pace, 
Sam is not doing the NFL this year. That's why he's doing these preseason games. I got to get to the bottom why Rosen has been overlooked. (laughs) Devastated. They went with a younger man. (laughs) Kirk Gowdy. (laughs) Kirk Gowdy, 75. Jack Buck. (laughs) You know, I I don't know what's going on, but... uh, uh, so, wait, you, you mean we're not going to hear this anymore? Wait to kick off between the Redskins and the Steelers. Two of the NFL's top five rated quarterbacks go at it. His RD3 faces Ben Roethlisberger. Sam Rosen and Brian Billick had the call live from Pittsburgh. Got it? Cincinnati and taking on Washington. Well, I don't know. Sam. I'm upset. Yeah. Well, he was on the ball. I mean, they were in midseason form last night, uh, overstating, but I'll get to that later. Saying that, I'm just going to say it now. Uh, Micheletti said that John Moore is one of the best skaters in the NHL, in the entire NHL. Are you going to tell me the Rangers' sixth defenseman is one of the fastest guys in the NHL? Please. All right? Well, He's not even what, faster than Kreider or Hagelin. So don't even, well, he's not even on the team. pose this question. I, I, in no means am I taking his side. But my dare you. Did he say – no, never. Did he say he was one of the best skaters or did he say fastest skaters? Because I missed that. I missed that line that line entirely. I, because I would think there's a difference, fast. right? I think he fast. said fast. Okay. It's in okay. yes for fast. Okay, because there's a difference. I mean, a guy could be a good skater, but not necessarily a really fast skater. I would think no, a good, I'm pretty, good skater is a I guy that keeps his feet, you know. I was like going to say, if you can get corroboration from the chat room, I don't know if they were on that. You know, usually I'm listening to those idiots intently waiting for them to say something stupid, which is constant in our broadcast. Didn't take me long, huh? I like I liked when Joe started riding Sam about the about the Yankees and the Giants. I thought that was kinda of yeah. funny. You're on the edge of your seat this weekend, huh there, Sammy? <laughs> Who's oh, bring a nurse Joe, up here? Joe, I can't take it. We're not going. The Yankees aren't going to the playoffs, Joe. Oh, oh Joe, no more cheater. <laughs> you know what I he like? He's all over. Did you catch when he says when he says when he was talking about Delzato getting a tryout with the Flyers, oh, and he says, "How am I supposed to root for him now?" Yeah, <laughs> you're not supposed to be rooting for him at all. Well, he's a fly. At least Sam's got some allegiance. That's the most balls that that, uh, that guy has shown. Toucan Sam is shown in millenniums. <laughs> or millennia. <clears throat> but anyway, back to the game. Uh, like you said, I thought the first period felt like a, felt like a real game. Yeah. It felt like you know, like a March game. It had you know, it was it was well played. Uh, you know, except for goaltending. I thought the goaltending on both sides 
Really? By all goaltenders, I thought it was it was terrible, shaking. I, I didn't think Henrik looked comfortable. I didn't think the great Campino, the Alabama slammer, the Huntsville horror. I didn't think he looked. I didn't think he looked stable stable either. Uh, that guy uh, who was a Reuben Kincaid and for the Devils, he's wearing that Franklin street hockey mask. Uh, uh, well, I, I didn't think Henrik, the goals that were Henrik that went in on a Henrik. I mean, there was uh, some nasty deflections. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even talking about the deflections. He just looked like he was kind of, I mean, you know, first game. I'm not going to, I'm not right, you know, yeah. get a, I'm just saying it was just, he just did look comfortable yet. You know, I'm not, I mean, no means am I worried about it. Like Justin, who's panicked and ready to trade him and always talking about, you know, how we got to play Talbot and, you know, bring up uh, Marley's Lapsky or whatever his name is and play him. And, you know, I'm not like that. I'm not like that at all. Uh, I just, <laughs> I just thought I just thought he looked a little shaky first game. That's no worries. I'm not worried. I don't worry. I tell you, yeah, well, tell me who you well, liked last night. Who you liked in blue? Tell me who you liked. Who's your? Who, like, give me your three stars. Well, it's tough to go three stars, I guess, in, the, in that type of game. Give me three guys uh, that stood out. Well, I think and foremost, to use a Dave Maloney intro to a sentence. I think we got to go with, uh, I think, Ryan Malone. Ryan Malone had a good game. He surely had more jump in him than I was led to believe. Well, uh, he's never been. I hear that does that for you. (laughs) That's true. But he did spend a lot of. uh, He did spend a lot of time. Booger sugar. I've never actually heard that before. Uh, No, but I mean. Kind of snowblower you mix us up with, Seinfeld. (laughs) <laughs> he worked out with McDonough and Stepan, and he looked like he was, you know, he's into it. I mean, he looks like he's engaged and he wants to win a spot, and he's big, and he gets it in front of that net. And he was a little bit, uh, you know, he was kind of uh, a little chippy in front of that net, which I like. So uh, I, I can't, you know. Uh, I would definitely put him in the three-star category. I think Mess and Gretz, Joe Catroni has it right. I think JT Miller had a very good game. Uh, I'm one of the guys that is concerned about Miller, and and they were talking about last night, the next step. He he just scored some goals. That's all I got. You know, that's the next step for me. You know, get 10, 15 goals, you know. And uh, he looked good. I, I thought his whole line looked good. Uh, Miller, Mueller, Chris Mueller, 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 Mueller. But uh, anyway, uh, and uh, Carl Hagelin looked, you know, he looked in mid-season form. He looked like, you know, he was flying all over the place and just so much speed and you know, it just it's such a, an asset. And the Rangers are a very fast team, you know, um, and they're looking to go more up tempo, you know, so. Uh, I thought he looked good. I thought Ryan Malone looked good. Uh, so um, those three guys really stand out to me. Um, I didn't really have a problem, particularly with too many of the forwards. Uh, you know, you know where I stand on Ryan Bork. He's just uh, 
<laughs> I know where you're going. That's it. Ryan Bork, it's just he's too small. I mean, he, you know, he's an energy guy, but it's just not going to happen. So, uh, but, you know, he killed penalties there for a while. Uh, Kevin Hayes, I was a little bit, uh, you know, I was a little bit mad on. You know, uh, you know he, he looked okay. I mean, this is a big jump going from the college to NHL ranks. Right. And, uh, so, uh, I didn't have, uh, Christo, uh, the Christo kid, he looked good at times too as well, but he also made a, a couple like mistakes. He, um, he took that lazy penalty in the first period that was so lazy. Like, he, you know, when he reached and had to hook that guy in the offensive zone as the guy was breaking out, I don't like that. I'm sure the coach had some, you know, definitely talked to him about that. I thought the guy that really kind of just, you want to go the other way, that didn't really make any impression on me was uh, Matthew Lombardi. Uh, I don't know. I, I just didn't see much from him all life. All I heard is he got confidence playing, uh, you know, in the Swiss League. Right. Uh, you know, so didn't see a lot from him. But uh, overall, I thought the forwards had a good game. I had kind of glass. Uh, you know, he threw some hits out there. Um, he looked all right. He looked okay. I mean, you know, hopefully he is going to uh, reemerge playing for his old coach in Vigneo too, and maybe be a little bit better than he has been in the past. So I thought they played well. I think the defense was pretty bad. I mean, the second period they totally got outplayed. I mean, I mean, who in second and third you? period looked like second and third period looked like. A preseason game looks like the right. first preseason game. Well, who impressed you? Give me your your sneak guy that impressed you, or was there a sneak guy? Um, well, I I really liked I like like you. I really liked Ryan Malone. I'll tell you, not just because he he got the goal. I liked what I saw from him in front of the net. I think that is something the Rangers have sorely – I think we've been saying it for a very long time. Where is that guy that's just going to get in front of the goaltender and, and, and get those those rebounds and deflections and cause that trouble in the cre- – I, I can't. I honestly can't remember the last guy that would do that on a consistent basis. Um, Callahan would do it occasionally. Dubinsky would do it occasionally. But, you know, I think the Rangers have, have long lacked a guy that would make his living there. You know what I mean? A guy like mm-hmm. uh, you know, like 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 a Tim Kerr, or, you know, that type of guy that would just get in front of the net and and look for deflections and rebounds. And hopefully, Malone's going to be there, be that guy. He certainly played like a guy last night who was seeking redemption. Right. That's for sure. I was very impressed with him. A good a good start. The same thing with J.T. Miller. I liked what I saw from him, but we've seen games like that from J.T. Miller. The problem is, is that we've never seen a string of games like that from J.T. Miller. I mean, we've said yes, it a few times. But, you know, J.T. Miller had a good game, but then he goes back into, you know, then he disappears again for four or five games. So, you know, one game is fine, but we'll need to see how his maturity level is in the next game and the game after that. You know, we need to see more than I need to see more than one game. It's just not enough sample size from from J.T. Miller. Right, but you know, it's good that he did get off to a good start. I mean, you know, had he done nothing, we'd be sitting here going, I don't know, he didn't, you know, he didn't look good, you know, didn't look much, any improvement, any interest 
So it was good to see him uh, get off to a good start. And you know, like you said, it's it's we're gonna have to see it in the regular season and consistently. Now, um, now I'll tell you, I'll tell you who I think I've, I think I've seen one game. I think what was enough was this was this constant a constant a crazy Greek uh, back to defense. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's been the whipping oh. boy all over. And they give him number number four, number four. What is it about that number, number four? Only? You know, there's only one man that is well. Besides, of course, Grester. But I mean, you know, there's only one guy that's worn that 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 uh, that number recently that's done it any justice. And that was Rafael Diaz. You know, I'd be amazed how many tweets I'm getting. I, I miss the Rafi Diaz song. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, what does so, uh, uh, Rafael uh, Diaz have Montezuma's revenge? Not even asked back? Some of these schlucks they were uh, running out there last night. Although, I mean, listen, you're talking about these are minor league guys. He looked like a minor league player. Yeah, he's, he's just not good. He may look, well, he looked like an East Coast Hockey League player, but still. <laughs> uh, uh, East Coast uh, roller hockey. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, I was looking at the devil's side. I mean, uh, are we getting uh, anybody in this chat room been offered a tryout with the devils? Because they had like ten guys on the tryout, tryout, tryout. They're like, you know, they're like an expansion team all over again. They're just like an expansion team in 1967. They're just looking for live bodies. Anybody over the age of 35 that has ever picked up a hockey stick has got to try out with the Devils. I, I think I see Benoit Hulk out there. <laughs> I thought I saw Stan Makita on the on the bench. Dirk Graham. Other guys. I mean, there were a lot of uh, – really, they had guys from the, the KAF, Fedotenko, G- uh, Martin Havlat. Who else? Uh, Carbolet uh, is there on a tryout. Is Scott Gomez? Gomez? I don't. I mean, Scott Gomez is there on a tryout. Now I know this. Is a... Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, they're real. I mean, it's being run like the, like the WHA back in the days. So they're just picking up any guys from any leagues. Uh, now I know it's a Ranger show. I mean, obviously, but this Marty thing really puzzles me. It doesn't puzzle me, but it's so. What is it? What's going to happen with this guy? This guy's just going to retire in obscurity, and then that's it. That that's it. Yeah, is he going to be a guy? Has he not get a what? job anywhere? Is he such a dick that like no team will take him? I don't know, but are you going to tell me that? Wouldn't you rather He's have him on your roster if you're the Pittsburgh Penguins? Wouldn't you rather have? Wouldn't you like having him on your roster as your backup going into the playoffs, knowing all the trouble? Although Flurry wasn't really their problem in the playoffs last year, wouldn't you like just having him on your roster as a backup if you're if you're Pittsburgh or Washington? I don't understand that. I mean, I'm no, Mar- you know, we're not here to apologize for him. But, no, no, we're certainly not sympathizing for him. I mean, you know, 
but is is the thing with him he wants to be the number one goalie, or is it with him he thinks uh, is it a money thing? It's got to be that he thinks he's a number one goalie. I don't know. And is he pissed that they brought uh, Corey Schneider in there? And I, he has to be. A personal affront that they brought another goalie in. I mean, the guy's was 68. I mean, you know, it's time to hang it up, Marty. I mean, you're still serviceable. There's a lot worse goalies in this league. Oh, Trust absolutely. Me. They were all on the Islanders last year. Yes. <laughs> they had like 10 goalies last year. But, you know, it, it, it's kind, it was weird not having that douchebag around. Yeah. You know, it's Longquist and Marty, and we all hate Marty and the whole that. I don't know. I mean, just, it's a weird thing. No team will take a flyer on this guy. The Flyers won't even take a flyer on this guy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. He's, I'm looking at his numbers. He was 19 and 14 last year, 901 save percentage. Okay, that's not that's not great, but it's not awful. Two five one on the goals against on a bad team. I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not here. You know, I'm not a sympathizer, but it just oh, it's this strange. ain't a pity party for Marty. All yeah, right. it's strange. It's just strange. <clears throat> that's all. And you think one of these Canadian teams would take him? Like, you know, because he's, he's revered in, like, you know, Montreal. Or, Especially Montreal, sure. Yeah. No. Sorry, Marty. All right, Sorry, Marty. <laughs> Speaking Sorry, of which, Marty. Chico West. No, no more Chico. Ken Danico going into the booth for them. Good. Okay, moving that on. That solves two problems. That solves two problems. It gets Chico... It gets Chico off the air, and it gets Danico off that Hockey Night Live. One less. Who they did they find another bald guy to sit in there? <laughs> they find another cue ball. It's like a Fred Merce convention that show. Ed Asner is now. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gerald McRaney. <laughs> uh, I. And then I saw Deb Placey Two Facey. Did you see her? She went blonde for the year. She's horrific looking, and some, she really has. She went two blonde. Face. Yeah, oh, she's just, something in her hair. She's oh trying. Yeah, she. You know, she. Uh, she's married to an ESPN producer. That's how she got in TV. That's all we need to know. Uh, MSG is barely TV, by the way. Uh, anyway. Uh, so uh, game assessments, uh, I like you said. I, I thought those fours look good. Uh, the defensemen, you could see why a lot of those guys are not going to be with the team. No, no. Uh, the only guy I saw anything that I liked, I liked Michael Hunwick a little bit. I thought he joined the play um, um, and got in on some rushes. He actually hit the post. Um, he and coming in from the point uh, again, you know Michael Hunwick is probably even below Connor Allen at this point. So uh, some people, some people on the internet thought that John Moore had a bad game. I think it's probably more of, of who he was paired with. I think he was paired with uh, Koska, the crazy well, Greek. Listen, 
it was uh, it was John Moore's turnover that led to the first goal of the game. Well, yeah, it was a turnover. It was a bad pass that led to the first goal of the game, or a bad clearing attempt. I guess you was mm-hmm. more, probably more what, what it was. It's the first free season game, but we're gonna sit here. Doesn't matter. These people. When I'm out. These people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. No, I'm, no, I'm just saying. No. But there's people out there that were just like all over this game and critiquing like it was game one of the Stanley Cup, you know, and it, it wasn't. Now, you know what we forgot, to, you know, we got to talk about, and I texted you last night, you know, we got a new goal scorer in town. Put on oh, that yeah. number 91, and all of a sudden he's, he's uh, Sergei Fedorov. <laughs> yeah, wow, he, he certainly looks like Fedorov, but I was like, what the f- fuck is this guy doing taking a slap shot from the top like in front of the goalie and then he falls down and he plants a perfect shot in the corner I mean uh, he got that shot off fast I mean it was yes. it was a thing of beauty I don't know if he's ever going to be able to pull that off against a by the way I thought that the devil's goalies were absolutely Clemenson, oh my God, he basically put that first goal in by himself. Yeah, he was terrible. And they they got him for ve- a veteran backup for Schneider. Oh my God, <coughs> they help. If Corey Schneider goes down, they are cooked. They're cooked as it is. Well, I can't say as it is, because I did like that one kid that they had. Was it Bouchard? Oh, that kid looks good. But enough of the freak. What am I talking more about the Devils? You know, I'm really out of the loop, Jim, here, because I'm talking about the Devils more than the Rangers. <laughs> you know, because the Rangers are on cruise control. Well, I don't know about that. But, um, and can we talk about the, this has been a, this has been, this has been the buzz on the internet about last night's game is Chris Kreider. Not so much the goal, but his running the goalie, or supposed running of the goalie, and these dumb offensive zone penalties. Yeah. Now, is it part of his game to do this, or is he just stupid or undisciplined? What do you think? Uh... I'm going to go with – I think it's part of his game, but I and I think but I think he's got to be smarter about it. Look, he's a big he's a big kid. He wants to be that presence in front of the net. He wants to be physical, but he's got to be smarter about it because he's going to get that reputation for running goaltenders, and then he's going to have a target on his back, and we're going to see him get a lot of penalties that does. Some that he'll deserve and a lot that he won't. That's what I think. I think he's gonna be, the referees are going to say that this guy is a big kid, and although he has talent and he you know he skates and everything, that he's prone to making some undisciplined moves out there. And I think it's the coach's job to tell this kid, you know. You can't be doing that. You saw it in the playoffs. We saw it with Pouliot. We saw it with with Kreider. The offensive zone penalties are just, it shows a lack of discipline, and they need to nip this in the bud. 
I don't mind Kreider mixing it up, and even the odd running the goalie is okay because at least it's it's you know you're hustling towards the net, you're getting involved. But uh, the uh, the I don't know. I I just feel like it's it's, it's continuing, and you know I, I he's more valuable not in the penalty box as well. Right. Right. Know, so. So anyway. Uh, so uh, it's uh, it, it, it's it's puzzling. I, I I mean, again, it's the first game, and it looks like he's got a lot of. He kind of reminds me like he's like like he kind of thinks of like him as like a man amongst boys, in a way this year. He's got that look about him. Like, all right, I've been here. I've been to the Stanley Cup. Uh, I can you know I can basically manhandle anybody. He's got a little bit more of a swag to him, I think, this right. year. And I hope that translates into, you know, more scoring from him. He's certainly got some great talent. He scored a nice goal last night. So, Also, I was made aware of a new rule that, uh, that regardless if it goes over defenseman's stick or you shoot the puck into the crowd – in the defensive zone, okay, the faceoff will stay in the defensive zone. It's not yeah, coming like out. That. Any... You don't like I don't that? Think huh? I'll, I don't Well, I, for the, I don't understand why an offensive. Uh, if the offense puts the puck out of the zone, there's no. I mean, I don't know. I kind of like that. The old, you know. And, that, that rule the way it is. I understand if the defense puts it, you know, deflects it out, but I don't understand why the uh, why it's not going to come out if the offense does it. Maybe they want to generate more goal scoring. I don't know what the I, I I mean, how many times did the offensive guy actually on purpose shoots it into the netting? I mean, it's got to be a little wacky. I mean, yeah. it, it doesn't happen too often. I don't think. I mean, I never really counted, but. Uh, I guess they just – I don't know. It seems like a very arbitrary rule. Like, well, why did – this is what they focused on? Right. Uh, all right. So, um, well, anyway, uh, my thoughts – like, and again, the defense, I didn't – I didn't uh, like you said, the Kotska – Kotska. I can't believe I'm saying this guy's name. Hopefully I won't have to say two day, two games from now when they make the cuts. Uh, Dan Boyle. He, him and Stoll look like they're they're really just trying to feel each other out right now as defensive partners. <laughs> uh, that was Camper. my straw. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, okay. You know, the, great, the, uh, Steven, the great Stephen Camper, not much um, that I could draw from him. Martin St. Louis looked like he had some. Uh, uh, he had some uh, jump to him. He was involved too. So, so that's uh, if I go through all the guys. That's what I saw. Okay. I have a question for you. Sure. Now, did you know? <clears throat> did you know that Audible dot com is a sponsor of this of this broadcast? This great broadcast. Tell me more about it. Did you know that you can get? I, I know you've been dying to read Fifty Shades of Grey. Did you know that you can get the audio version? 
on Audible.com of Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey. Big Little Lies. That's a big store, a big uh, bestseller right now. The Fault in Our Stars, which is a big movie that was out. All available on Audible.com, which is a sponsor of Blue Shirt Underground Radio. They are a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're hearing this fantastic radio program on right now. And if you sign up at our URL, which is www.audibletrial.com slash blueshirtunderground, you'll get one free audio book and a one-month free trial of the service. You can pick up books like Game of My Life, where a range of greats such as Mark Messier, Frank Boucher, and Yaramir Yager talk to the late, great, former Blue Shirt Underground guest John Halligan about their favorite Ranger memories, or the Bronx Zoo, an inside story of the 1978 New York Yankees. You can support Blue Shirt Underground Radio and sign up for your free trial to audible.com at www.audibletrial.com slash blueshirtunderground. Hmm. And thank All you right. to those of you that have already signed up. Yeah, you know, I wanted to that, that Fifty Shades of Grey. I, I wonder if it's written. Is, is it read by a woman? I guess if it's the woman's perspective, it would be read by a woman. God, I, I would hope so. I, yeah, because <laughs> if, if it doesn't, if it, you know, if I get like you know uh, Ben Stein, know. yeah, <laughs> Ben Stein reading that, the sexual enticement goes down real low. I think so it's not. So then he unbuttoned my pants. <laughs> I could feel him breathing down my neck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. Now, if it's Scarlett Johansson reading it, I'll download it. I'll download that tonight. <laughs> Put that on the old iPod. Let her sing me to sleep. Talk to me, you silly little freak. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so those audio books are the way to go. So listen to Jim and follow, follow that URL. What's that URL again? It is. I'm glad you asked. www.audibletrial.com slash Blue Shirt Underground. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh what else uh, peaked by interest? Well, now they got the, they're playing what Friday night against the Blackhawks. Yes. And they're going to play a home and home with the Flyers. Yes, and then another oh, game against the Blackhawks. <laughs> oh, like there's going to be some fights in that game. Well, I like the fact that the Rangers' second squad, like the game they're going to mar- the, the team they're going to march out against. Uh, most likely will march out against the Blackhawks will be a lot more physical. You get your McElrath. Hopefully I get to see my boy Samuel Moreau. The island of Dr. Moreau. Yes. Hopefully he can make the jump from the Greenville Road Warriors to the Rangers. <laughs> and uh, exciting, exciting news for those of us that live outside the area. Uh, Monday's game against the Flyers. And Tuesday's game next week, the home-and-home against the Flyers, both of those games are on the NHL Network, as is the Friday, October 3rd game against the Blackhawks, and the October 4th game against the Devils. So only one of these preseason games is not televised nationally. Oh. Hmm. 
Well, that's good. I mean, you know, and and, and they're also going to televise a uh, a practice or a training camp. I think on October second. Yes. On MSG. Yes. That should be interesting. Yes. Uh, just to see what's going on. I like hearing from the different players. I thought that uh, the interview with uh, Dan Boyle that uh, Al Troutface had with him was like, you know, he said he had butterflies, Dan Boyle, um, he, you know, going out there and, you know, he's got, got to prove himself all over again after being with an organization for so long, one organization. So uh, so he he looked like mentally like he is really, you know, he's with it. He's a hate-to-lose guy, and I, I like those guys. Um, maybe that comes with being a veteran, you know, being able to say, because a lot you know, is conversely the interview with uh, Kevin Hayes, you know, he was just, he was very, you know, it, it was very, he was very subdued. I'm sure he's not really had to do like that many interviews with, you know, as a professional, obviously. Right. So he kind of made a point out of it in the interview to say, you know, he did want to stay with Chicago that they were on his list. And I don't know if that was to kind of forego any fan backlash when they do play there, if he plays next week, I mean, not Friday, if he plays there Friday, whether he's going to get booed for not signing with them. But, um, you know, um, who cares anyway? Yeah, fuck him. So, um, I don't know. I, he need, I think he might – I think he's got a – I think he's got a job to lose already. You think so? Yep. I really think that they've kind of penciled him in. He's their number, you know, he's got that. Now, but, you know, it's funny because now with Ryan Malone, well, Kevin Hayes can play center. Is that correct? I think he can. Yeah, they're they're looking for a big center. And I think that they're looking at him real hard. And I think unless he's, you know, he certainly can't cut it even in preseason, then he may wind up in in in, uh, in Hartford. But uh, other than that, I think he's got a shot. I'd like to see Lee Stepniak. I think he's a guy that I think Ranger fans don't know too much about, but he he can become a favorite real quick. Um, they got a lot of competition on this, and I'm so glad that they even took a chance on Malone. I mean, this is a guy that you know. It's I mean, it's a bargain, and then you know, you know, Uncle Slats he makes a lot of these stupid mistakes, and somehow it, it all turns all right in the yeah. end. Like something happens, and they they've been able to go out and get free agents from wherever you know have you from another team or they you know from like a draft pick like Hayes or they find Zuccarello in Norway or the Swedish Elite League you know they they've been able to bail themselves out guys here and you know you know it's funny a lot of people say that um, that when it's a bad trade it's Sather and when it's a good trade it's Gorton. Oh, thank God they have Gordon. He made that deal. But if uh, it's a stupid-ass trade, it's like, what is Sather signing class to three years? Oh, Gordon did a great job of getting Kevin Hayes here. <laughs> you know, so, Gordon's kind of a... Well, anyway. So, uh, that's all I got. 
I mean, 15 right. minutes on one two season game ain't bad. No, that's not bad at all. Uh, phone call 646-478-4692 if you guys want to call in. And if not, yeah, that's fine, too. No big whoop. Uh, no big whoop. I'm trying to see if there's – there really wasn't any news today other than game reports. Uh, AV wasn't happy with the defense, so I don't think that I don't think that comes any surprise to anybody. And look, I mean, you know, it was – that defense last season didn't really get it together until about the midway point, right? I mean, they looked awful right. the first couple of months of the season. Even when they, even when they righted the ship and stopped losing nine nothing and eight one and you know twelve nothing or whatever else they were, you know, on that West Coast swing, uh, the defense still really didn't get get it together until until about midway through the season. So I'm not too worried about it. Well, you know, Sam and Joe alluded to this during the game that you know the Rangers were only lucky that they lost one defenseman. From the, the the Eastern Conference Championship team, and I'm like, yeah, but you know what? That was our number two defenseman, as far as I was concerned, was Strom. <laughs> right, and his play. Other McDonough, he was our second best defenseman. Girardi was, you know, he he was inconsistent. To be nice in the regular season, uh, Stahl was. Good, but he wasn't great. So that Strawman loss is a big, big loss. And I think that the Rangers, you know, are going to feel a little bit. It's going to be an adjustment. Stall and Boyle, it worries me a little bit. It worries me a little bit. Because Stall ain't getting any younger. I know he's playing for a contract. Uh, and, and Boyle. And then, you know, Klein and Moore are fine back there. Um and the you know Girardi, you know he's going to get a ton of minutes, and hopefully he can regain his form he had a couple of years ago, you know before John Tortorella, you know, basically killed him, rode him like a pony. Um, and I think, and also on the offense, I think the Rangers they're really going to have to Martin St. Louis and Rick Nash are going to have to produce. They're going to have to put goals in it. They're going to get goal scoring, goal scoring elsewhere, but I think it would be remiss in thinking that Derek Stepan is going to get to be a 25-goal scorer in this league. Uh, I mean, he was in the, he had a great strike season. Uh, well, I always say the strike season, lockout season. But I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm selling on Stepan right now, where I was a real buyer of him a couple of years ago. But listen... Certain certain guys have good years, better years. I mean, these guys are still relatively young, so you don't know. It's not like uh, you know, it's set in stone what they're going to do. But they need Rick Nash, and they need Martin St. Louis, and you know, these are the veteran guys. These are the guys they're going to ride. I think they have the supplemental horses to do well. But the, the thing is, is you know, they've dumped a lot of cash. You know, on that, on that cash and Nash, he's got to produce. He's got to be consistent. He can't just uh, you know show up for you know ten games, get you know twelve goals, and then show up another ten games, get another twelve goals, and it's a, that's his season. Good night. So. Uh, now Justin has guaranteed that Rick Nash is scoring forty goals this year, 
and I'm guaranteeing wow. that just I'm guaranteeing that Justin needs to be drug tested. <laughs> I think he it will be somewhere happen. right around right around where he was last year, 27, 28 goals, really? high 20s. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because I don't think because first of all, I don't think we're getting a full, a full season out of him. <clears throat> so I, I think I think if you get between 25 and 30 goals out of Rick Nash this season, consider it a good year. 45. You're out of your mind. 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 Uh, I think, I don't think he's going to get that much. I think he'll have a good season. I think he'll have a good season. Now, but I, but I, I think ne- you need to recalibrate your expectations on what a good season is for Rick Nash. Rick Nash, to me, a good season is 30 odd goals, you know, 35 assists, around 70 points. 80 points? No, I don't think he's an 80 point guy. You're going to say, well, he's going to get 40 40? Well, I'm doing that. Uh, I mean, and not by the way, let, let, me just, let me just throw this at Justin. You're, you're predicting him for 45 goals. That would be a career high, first of all. <clears throat> and a lot of guys don't get their career highs in hockey at the age of 31. And he's only scored 40 goals twice in his career. And he's only got he's got 47 goals. He's got 47 goals in 109 games with the Rangers. So you are expecting him to far and above eclipse those numbers in this in this season. And you're also expecting him to play a full season of hockey, which he has not done with the Rangers in his two years. Even though one of those years was shortened, he still didn't play a full season. <clears throat> it's not happening. Wow. I have 30 to goals. tell you. Jim, I, uh, I, I didn't realize that you were this down on Rick Nash. I am not down on Nick, Rick Nash. But I think that expecting – I'm not down on him. I just think that expecting 45 goals – it's I just otherwise. I, I think you're on meth. If you're you think you're go- well, what do you, you what did you say? You expecting 25 goals? I think between 25 and 30 is it I'll be very happy with that. And then if he can get in the neighborhood of 30 35 one? assists. Oh, I thought you'd say one or two goals in the playoffs. That would be good. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, that'd be nice too. I mean, you know, this is a guy also that only had 13 assists last year. Now, granted, he's never been a big assist guy, but he's usually in the 30s. But he was right. he had 13 assists last year, and he had 29 in his last full season in Columbus. So, 80 points he's never hit, 45 goals he's never hit, and he's only hit 40 twice. No, so, I... I- as much as I would love to agree with Justin, and I do share his optimism, uh, I have to say that uh, unless – hey, listen, if it happens, I hope so. But uh, the Rangers, again, I think will be a team where scoring has to come from everybody. Everybody's going to be chipping in. Yeah. You know, and They're going to um, need a lot of 60-point guys. Like they had, la- well, uh, kind of like around what they had last year. Hopefully, Zook gets a little bit better, and it, you, know, you get a, a little bit of a bounce back from Stepan and Nash, and maybe you get thirty Kreider. points. 
I mean, you hopefully you get Friday. 50, 60 out of Cridy, Crider. Um, well, he had like you know, 17 last year, I think, Crider. Yeah. I, I look to go a little bit higher than that. He's got to, you know. Well, you know, we'll see what happens, Jim. That's all I got to say. You know, it's so early, and, and but again, you know, like we reiterated on an earlier broadcast, their conference stinks. So, yeah. I mean, who are you really worried about? <laughs> You know, that thing. If they were in the other conference, we'd be cooked. But uh, we got Henrik Lundqvist. You know, so that gives us a chance every game. Right. Uh, and uh, I like this coach. Now, if it was Tortsy in here, I'd be fearing for my life. But we don't have to talk about him ever again. Nope. So, uh... Oh, goodbye. Talk, 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 Make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> I found some of those outtakes of me actually doing like the voices and stuff. It's pretty funny. Oh really? I should bl- upload them just so you could laugh. <laughs> uh, but uh, so that's my story. To- Yeah, they got. To, hopefully, Dan Boyle will fix this power play. It, it didn't look all that great yesterday. Um, you know, but uh, one for hopefully four, with Dan one Boyle. For... As long as you keep Girardi off that power play. Oof. Oof for me. If I see that slug out there on the power play, I might send my brain sailing <laughs> across the room. That slug. He went from God to hero and then back to slug. <laughs> He's just a nightmare on the power play. Oh, wow. He's awful. <clears throat> anyway. All right, that's all I got, Robin. <clears throat> Eric the Midget died. Is that it? Yeah, Eric's the actor. He'll always be Eric the Midget to me. Cutter's name that, uh, that what you call it? That Mandar gave him was Eric. Was yep. After that. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Another goodie down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> what did he die of? Uh, I guess he had he uh, heart failure, and then all his organs just shut down on him. I mean, look, when you're that size, you know, you live to 39. I think you're, you know, you're, you're doing pretty well. <clears throat> this one, two, three is uh, bringing up uh, John Gino between the bun- uh, benches, which is just again I said they should just put a piece of styrofoam there between the benches. It's about as entertaining as John Gino with a little <laughs> headset on with the whole mic. Let's go down to John Gino and you see like a styrofoam thing there. So um, could have a sock, sock puppet hacking. Yeah. And they went down to him, and of course it didn't work. It was like, John, are you there? Oh, that's what the priest uses for. Ha, 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 ha. And meanwhile, uh, it's like they do that in the regular season. <laughs> like they're working out the bugs. They think they work out the bugs in the preseason. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yes, it's true. I like Rangers 1, 2, 3. is all over Cerny and Gianna. I love that guy. Anybody's over those guys. 
Shills. Another bald guy. Cerny's got the best and most luxurious hair. I bet they feel they feel Gino's hair. <laughs> <laughs> they run their fingers through it anyway. I don't know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> I don't know if you uh, uh, NHL Network over the weekend. I think it was Friday actually. They were showing. Uh, I, I forget what they called it. I, I guess it's some a series that they do, but they were showing like uh, cup clinching games. Like they showed a first one I saw was from 78 Canadians winning the cup over Boston. And then they showed game five from 79, which I, which I watched was, it was interesting to watch. See uh, Carol Vadney get a goal and uh, just, it was just fun to watch JD roaming around, <laughs> roaming around <laughs> like, he was, like he's a halfback in soccer. At one point, he skated out. It was funny. I was talking to my dad about it, and um, even my dad remembered. He said, "He said, wasn't there a, wasn't there like a sequence in that game where JD was practically out at the blue line to play the puck?" I said, "Yeah, it's a good memory, Dad." He said, wow, yeah, I remember that. JD roaming around, oh, Dugay and Don Maloney. He's like the he was like the worst skating goalie of all time. He really was. Once he got up, he could never get back. And once he went down, he could never get back up. Yeah. Oh. I think uh, I think Dave Maloney took a penalty here in that early in that game that led to a, the Canadians' first goal. I think. Oh, well, you know, listen. I remember it like it was yesterday. Average age of the New York Rangers defenseman twenty three. That Stanley Cup. At a young D. And, very uh, similar team to last year. I, a very similar story, uh, right? Yeah. C- kind of came out of nowhere. You know, first yeah, year that coach. Was, that was Esposito's last hurrah. That yeah. playoff, and I think the next year, what he didn't he quit in the middle of the season? Could somebody find out how old Phil Esposito was when he quit? Can somebody do that math for me? I got it right. I'll pull it up right here. Okay. Um, as always, I'm in HockeyReference.com when we're doing the show. So I can, my go-to place for sports. Uh, he was 72 when he retired. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's how old he is now. Uh, he was 38 when he retired in the 1980-81 season. Okay, so he that's a fairly old age. Uh, although was- that was an era where you could really hang around for a long time. So Yager is what, 41, 42? 42. Yeah. It's amazing. Up until that's the a, season I mean, he retired, Espo was still very productive in the league. 78 yeah, points, 79-80. But I don't know why he just quit. It's just kind of like, I had enough. He quit to go work with Sam. Yes, he quit to work with Sam and then run the team into the ground. That's right. (laughs) And then then ruin the franchise for 15 years. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, That's funny. To bring us the Bobby Carpenters and Wilf Paymonts and Willie Hubers and Scott Klein endorsements of the world. (laughs) Chris Amer. (laughs) 
Yeah, they, they had some awful players back then. But anyway. Those I, were the days. <laughs> All right, Jim, I'm out of here. I've got to. Uh, yes, Wolf Paymont was a big, Ranger, Cutsy. Yes, Wolf Paymont was a very dirty player with a stick. He was a good Ranger. He could score and, uh, and carve you up at the same time. Like All Dino right, Cicerelli. That, that'll do it for us, I guess. Okay. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I've All got right. to Mamba. <laughs> All right. We will see you guys next week. Look for us on Facebook, Bullshit Underground Radio. Uh, follow me on Twitter, BSU Radio Jim. Follow Eddie on Twitter, Ranger Crisis. And you can follow me on Instagram, JRS1940. Patsy Clyde, ladies and gentlemen. WHN, 10.50 a.m., New York's first country music station. Here's Patsy Clyde. That's Brenda Lee. I don't know why I thought this was crazy by Patsy Clyde. <laughs> this is, I'm I just, sorry. I, don't know why I, I heard the violins. The, yeah. Yeah. All right, Jim, All right, take care. We'll change it to uh, WNEW, 11.30 a.m. Here's Brenda <laughs> Lee with I'm Sorry. <laughs> Willie B. Williams in the Make Believe Ballroom. <laughs> Marv Albert and Sal Messina with the call tonight from Madison Square Garden. All right. Good night, everybody. Yeah.